Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. So I'm just going to open us in prayer here. Um, Father, uh, thank you for this time to just grace words to share the message, just to um, release those things that you would like me to release, and for hearts to just be receptive, and to for the words to come out the way you want me to share them, Father, and just thank you for this body, what a blessing they are to me, and to our, um, just for this whole community here, and in Jesus' name, amen. And I do want to say quick, um, Ed may be coming in to get some equipment, FYI, so uh, Pastor Maxie just texted me, so I don't know what he's getting, so he may come in, he's f- with Christ Kingdom Builders. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about Shekinah International, our DNA, and our um, core values. Um, this it was It was very interesting because... Um, I've been along, uh, been around a lot of work groups for work. We have core values, we got mission, vision, but I'm thinking, I think with this transition he's taking me to through with my, from work, but spiritual transition, I didn't even understand that probably until January. It's been this whole transition through healing, but also my life, I'm really starting to reflect back. All the people that have touched my life for work, in my 27 years in state government, that's actually a number I got in my dream. So if anybody has anything to share about 27, I'd love to hear it after service. Um, but I, it's, it's encouraging because I've reached out to the people that, um, that were my supervisors. There are some that have passed away that I can't reach out to, but I've written letters. I've talked to them to the Lord, and um, I just think it's important. Uh, at this stage, in my, at least for me personally, I'll be 60 in June. Yeah, I'm telling my age that um, I wanna want people to know how much I care about them, how much of an impact they made. So if you guys get that prompting, just do that. Um, I know last week I was trying to see Stephanie's father. It didn't work out, but I actually had time with her mom, um, and that was a blessing for her to encourage her. Um, so just as I as I go through transitions with my own father, who he's going to be 88 next month. So this really kind of brings things home. Both my parents are in their mid to late 80s. Um, so, so back to the lesson um, about our core values. Um, it, um, it's, it was interesting as I, um, when I found this definition of what are core values, core, and I found this and I thought this really, really struck me. Core values are an individual or organization's fundamental beliefs and highest priorities that drive their behavior. You can think of core values as an internal compass of principles that drive a person's or organization's decisions. And I really like this because I thought it really touched on really what our, what our beliefs are, and, and I'll, I'll have the list in a minute. But I thought, what are core values? Those things that drive us, they drive us. 
to be who God has called us to be. And, you know, I'm a visual person, so I found this compass. I mean, I loved it. Um, I, I, I love the compass. Um, here's a picture of a handheld compass, and it can be used without having a map. And you can see it shows all the different directions. Um, it's important, you know, when you don't have a map, you know, to use landmarks, common places that you know as your guide for using the compass and the direction you need to go so you don't get off track. So there have been times this past year where I've kind of gotten off track on some things, so I'm just being transparent. I, I don't think I'm the only one, but I know sometimes we get distracted about things. Um, and I think one of the things, well, three things about distractions um, it can be people, it can be, uh, it can be things, um, it can be um, situations. So I just want to encourage you with, when we look at our core values, you know, and some of this actually we, pray, we sang about today and we released words about today. Um, but I think, and I'm not using these religiously, so this isn't about religion, we have to do this, but it really sets our DNA of who we are. Um, but I think though, to make sure we don't get off track, and I don't have the bullet points here, but I want you to think about those things that you need to be cognizant about so you don't get off track. Reading the word, staying in the word, your prayer life, praying both corporately like we do here, but individually or with your family, your worship, your corporate worship as a body we do here, but also individually. And you know, maybe you fast. Okay, I'm gonna say that is a challenge for me sometimes. Um, I'm not gonna say, I do like some good food. The food likes me, but I'm really trying to work on that. But fasting, and it, and it doesn't always have to be food. It can be like fasting from situations. It could be fasting from maybe something with, a te with television could be from the news, the media, which I think we got to be careful with that. Whatever takes you away from God and your focus on Jesus, that's something you need to be cognizant about. Um, so again, what is your compass? What are you following? What is your compass? Who are you following? Or what are you following? Um, so I want to, um, I'm going to talk about three of our um, core values today, but what I want to do is highlight on one page, these are all of our core values, we have 10, and I'm going to read them off, but then I'm going to focus on three of them today. So, and these are things as a body that we set when we, we created Shekinah International. Um, exaltation of Jesus Christ with kingdom focus, love, faith, humility, servanthood, righteousness and moral lifestyle, generosity, honor, godly communication, and purity of doctrine. Um, so today I'm going to talk about exaltation of Jesus Christ with kingdom focus, love, and faith. And I'm going to talk about then the remainder on a different sermon, but I, I, I just want to be transparent. I've been challenged this year with this with some of the um, with some of our core values personally because I've um, just been going through some transitions that have challenged me um, in a couple different areas. So our first core value, exaltation of Jesus Christ with kingdom focus. So beneath that, 
Born out of intimacy with Jesus Christ. Okay, think about that. Born out of intimacy. That means we have to let Jesus, we have to, there's a two-way street when you're intimate with Jesus. It's not just letting him in, but you're, you're sharing your heart with him. So born out of intimacy with Jesus Christ, Shekinah members labor and love for the exaltation and glorification of his name and the advancement of his kingdom. He alone is our focus and purpose. He alone is to be exalted. Um, when something is born out of intimacy, that means we spend time with Jesus, getting to know him, but more importantly, letting him know us, letting him know our struggles we are having. I mean, I don't know about you, but yeah, I try to do that every morning, but there are some days lately, I'll be honest, that I've just wanted to keep the covers over my head and turn the lights out, let the fan go. I have a ceiling fan that that's like my comfort it's not comfort food, but some of us have comfort food. I do a mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. Good homemade mac and cheese. I know. So no, I'm not. T- um, but <laughs> that was my mom used to make when I was my tummy wasn't feeling well uh, when I was a kid. But you know, intimacy with Jesus Christ. When I got saved in '98, um, I was so excited of just digging into the word. I would, then I started doing Bible study fellowship, which was a, that's a nationwide group and they actually have them here in this area. But just connecting with other women, uh, connected with my sister-in-law, we would go to weekly BSF and then we had a small group. But it was, even though there were questions and answers and there were rules, which I wasn't always a rule follower, but back then I was. Um, the whole intimacy part, it, I was so, was so enmeshed and, and just, just immersed, not enmeshed, I'm sorry, immersed in getting to know Jesus. And I think this last year I've been challenged in that area, and he's challenged me to get back to the basics. And I know that was something that um, Shane actually talked to us about a few years ago about why we need to have the basics, and that's being in the word, teaching the word. And it may be um, just taking a simple chapter and reading, but I think he is taking me back to the basics of when I was saved. That would have been 20, 25 years ago um, at, a, at another church I had attended. But it's like things are coming full circle. I'm about, so intimacy and also, we at Shekinah, we labor in love. I love that term, labor in love. When you're in labor, that means there's so- something going on. There's, you're being stretched sometimes. And I have to say, <laughs> literally, figuratively. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've been challenged with the labor in love part. I know my love walk with some of you I know is probably not, um, it's been challenging, and it's not personal. It's just my capacity level right now. I have aging parents. I'm retiring in five months from one job and transitioning to whatever God wants me to do and then doing more for the church in different ways that I haven't been able to. But I've just been feeling stretched everywhere. So I'm thinking now I can understand what he means by laboring in love. Um, and, and it can mean, it means we can do it whether it's hard or whether it's simple. We have to persevere regardless of our circumstances. Jesus alone is our focus and not ourselves. 
And he alone is our purpose, and he alone is to be exalted. So are you laboring in love for Jesus or for something else? And I'm just throwing it out there to think about. Um, because I was thinking about my date, you know, figuring out the date for my retirement. Ooh, I got to get all this stuff done, the date. And I got a countdown clock on my phone, which I'm excited about. And I can, um, it's pretty cool. Let me, um, and you guys can't see it, but it's got the little, it's got a little, um, I'm at the beach. And what's cool is it's got the, it has sayings every day. And I, I really like this. And one today was from Albert Einstein. And I just, th and this is what it said. And no, of course, it wants to update something right when I'm trying to. Um, Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. I thought, yeah, that sounds like, you know, for those of you who don't know Albert Einstein, I think he invented the light bulb. Is that right? I don't, I don't know. That's what I, the theory. Okay, is that quantum physics? Okay, yeah, I figured you know, Brent. Um, but when I read this, I saw moving forward. And I thought, well, that's, a, that's confirmation of what he's been talking to me about, not looking back, but moving forward. Even though I'm in this transition, which is normal, but it's important to be balanced. And for, for each of us, at least for me, when I get out of balance, I don't feel good. And I'm talking about here in my heart. When I'm over, when I'm one side, okay, I'm left-handed, so I'm left dominant with my, this side. And so sometimes I do things with my right to balance it out. But um, there are times, though, that um, I don't always think about that. So um, just, just be encouraged that, you know, I know... All of us have things happening. I just listening to Matt's update about people and you know we health challenges and work and transitions and and this is real life stuff and and at the end of the day God's got it. I know when, when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't always seem that way, but um, I think it's key, you know, about labor and love and really truly think about what does that mean and He alone is to be exalted not your job, and I'm gonna say there was a time that I thought I, I was all that with my job, because um, I could do the things I could, but then it's like, but that's just, but that's not my identity. My identity is in Jesus Christ, and a daughter of his, the king. And um, I think though that's, a, that's something that God brought into my life, that I could financially support the church and support people and support myself to help and take trips, you know, for, for ministry or just to take a vacation. But at the end of the day, all I have is his, and it can be taken away in a heartbeat because when you pass, you can't take any of it with you. Um, amen to that. So, so I'm going to remind us of what I said earlier. Are you laboring in love as Jesus calls us to? Is he your purpose or focus? At times for me, distractions get in the way. Um, and what are your distractions? Are they people, places, or things? And um, sometimes mine were things, sometimes mine were people, and sometimes mine were places. Like I didn't want to be here anymore. I wanted to check out. And you can take it any way you want, literally. That was how hard it was. And um, it... Um, 
and counseling has helped and I'm still continuing, but I think at the end of the day, I'm thinking, Lord, I want to finish well. You're going to have to help me with these last five, six months at work. But he's like, not just there, every time. And I think that's where I was not depending on him all the time. I was only depending on him when things were hard. And I, I, you know, I won't get into some of my story, but I will share a little bit. I just want to thank Matt for being brave last Sunday to share some of his story because that was powerful. Um, I was probably trafficked when I was probably Carrington's age and didn't realize it until years later. And um, I won't get into that whole story, but I just know that I made poor choices because of things that happened to me as I got older, things I was exposed to because I had a young age. And um, I started taking substances when I was 13 and did that for many years. And, and it was because I was hurting inside and I wanted to fill it. I mean, I knew about Jesus. I went to church, but um, didn't have a relationship. And my parents were, and, I, and mom and dad, I love you, so this isn't your fault. It's like you did the best you could, but they taught me about material things and that's not what I needed. Um, because, you know, my father came from a very poor sharecropper's family in Tennessee. They had, they didn't have indoor plumbing until years later after my parents had gotten married. And my mom came from a very wealthy family, so it was interesting dynamics as I watched their relationship. And years later, they divorced. And I think some, there was issues with money. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I think sometimes we put our faith in the wrong things. And money isn't always um, the best thing. You know, it can help take care of things, but ultimately God provides. And I, I did not understand that. So when I was 14 years old, I ran away and ran away a long ways away, way out west, way out, out Detroit, Chicago, Colorado, Idaho. Got to Idaho, and um, things happened on my journey. I won't get into all the specific things that weren't good. People hooked up with me that I didn't know things were done. And to, just because we have, there's, I won't get into the graphics because you, it's not appropriate, and I don't feel like I want to share. It's not, to me, the focus of my message, but no, when you trust the wrong people, things can happen. And... It's really important and to make sure that you have your direction because what I was doing, I was running away from my family because I was angry. I was hurting, I was wounded, and didn't even understand it. And at the time, I was, my mom was trying to get me help and my dad refused to go. And basically the people at this community mental health, I won't say which one, basically in front of me said, well, we can't help her, you're so-and-so. And I'm thinking, I first of all, I can't believe they said that to my mom in front of me. Um, second of all, I actually, two years later, said I will never let another person go through what I did. And then I started working at community mental health, fast forward, um, 10 years later. Because... There was something about that mission in my heart way back when I was wounded and hurting and 
what the enemy meant for bad, God used for good. And, um, and I pray for that counselor, whoever that was, because that should not have happened to any child. You should never tell a child that there's nothing they can do when they're hurting. I was starting to cut on myself, and they didn't, I didn't even understand what was going on with that because I was actually in a church when I was doing that, and it was pretty covert. And I just, you know, I didn't even understand what was going on. I couldn't even understand what I was feeling. I just knew I was hurting, and I knew I wanted the hurt and pain to go away, so I internalized it. And so at the end of the day, though, um, got the help I needed, but there was still more that I was dealing with. And I kind of, I pushed things down. I took care of my business, got my, went to school, took care of my business, and took care of my mom and for my parents' divorce and just a lot of things. I was the person who took care of things because I had a sibling that pretty much was the opposite. So I just thought I'll be independent. I won't depend on anybody because I don't want anybody to be burdened with me and my problems. And So then I would take care of people, and that wasn't good for me. Um, so uh, at the end of the day, and I, I'm, I'm kind of getting off track, but just try to, I guess what I want to say is um, for the DNA of, um, you know, pressing in no matter what your circumstances are. Jesus alone was always our focus. And I really believe on that trip when I ran away. I mean, first of all, I was 14 years old and with no adults out on the bus and on the out roaming. You know, my parents didn't know where I was. I think there were angels with me. I literally believe it um, because I remember one woman on the bus she knew, she's like, she, she's like, you shouldn't be by yourself. I'm like, well, I am, and I didn't say anything. And then she disappeared later on. I thought, well, who was that woman? And this is when I was in Denver. Um, so I, I say all that to say that um, regardless of our circumstances, Jesus is Lord, and he's, he's on the throne, and he is our focus, and he alone should be exalted. So just be encouraged with that. Um, um, so in Philippians 2, 9 to 11, therefore God exalted him to, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, we are to exalt Jesus' name above everything else, and that his name every knee should bow and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus, that Jesus Christ is Lord, and there is no one or nothing above him. You know, I, I saw this picture, and I love it. Um, every knee should bow. And, okay, I'm not as flexible as I used to be, so there's some things I can't get. I have to have some help getting down right on the altar, but... Um, just be encouraged. I think uh, just the act of being prostrate on the altar, just literally, you know, bending your knee to him, literally giving everything to him, giving him all your concerns, giving him all your prayers, giving him everything, worshiping him. You know, there's no way we could be doing the things we're doing without him with the building renovations the trips that we've taken, the national and international trips, um, 
giving to all the different places we've given to and sharing what we have with others in need. Um, with the size of our body, there is no way um, that we could do what we're doing without him. I am fair, I'm firmly, and I, and I know we all see that, um, having done church the old way. I told Stephanie once, I could never go back to church the old way. I just love this. It's free, and there's, there's no religious spirit here, and when it does come in, we'll take him aside or her, and or it's the spirit, not the person, and say, no, come on along. It's, you're, we don't want you here. Let's go. Come on. It's time to go to the dork. <laughs> um, but just be encouraged um, that I, he, can, he can do miracles. He can do things. And I'm just thinking about your trip to Africa. You know, it took you guys forever to get out. But think about the delays that you guys went through and then the women that you met at the airport and the reporting it to the that trafficking organization. If that's not God, I don't know what is. And, and thinking about in Israel, some of the things we did when we went on our trip to Israel five years ago, the places we went that I didn't tell my family where we went because they would have thought we were, I don't know. <laughs> places that we did and prayers and the people we met and rocks thrown at our bus and people yelling and cursing at us and screaming and I'm just and some of this was another trip a second part of the trip Stephanie and I were on but um, I was just so thankful for the time in Israel that we could all go there and got to know Donovan and um, Holly and and some other people but just so thankful that we, we could go um, but just know that with God, all things are possible. Um, just be encouraged. I know, you know, Lonnie, with, I know you and, you and Brent are kind of getting some things going here with some businesses. I won't get into, I don't know all the specifics, but just know with God, all things are possible. You know, just be encouraged. Just thankful for Brent, for your leadership for worship. I'm in Lyra. I am, I'm, no, but, We've had some transitions with our young ones and know that with things, with God, all things are possible. And just what, how thankful I know Stephanie and I are. And again, this isn't planned. It's not even my notes, but I just, we're just thankful for your leadership. You've been with us, you know, for gosh, the last seven years almost. And, and Lyra, you too. But I know you trained them up you know, in the worship brand, and we're just thankful. Stephanie and I both are thankful for the, your leadership on things, and I just know with transitions, things can get kind of kind of discombobulated, but we're just, we'll worship here. And I'm not saying we're discombobulated at all, so I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying that we're just flowing different, and that's okay. That's what God wants. Um, again, I can't imagine going back to church doing the things we did back in the day, and and, um, but that's okay. Um, but with God, all things are possible. All right. So I just love that, that picture. So, um, so number, our second core value is love. And this is something that I've learned a lot from Stephanie. And I am challenged at times about that love walk. And Patricia King also talks a lot about this. Um, at Shekinah, ministry is a vehicle through love. Ministry is a vehicle through which we express who Je Jesus is. He is love. So all we do needs to be done in love. Our words and actions must bear witness of his heart for those we serve and those we serve with. 
love never fails, is what we are about at Shekinah, the vehicle through which we express who Jesus is. Think about a vehicle. That's something that you drive. That is how we operate. That's how we flow. Like up here today, it's about love. And I know my vehicle needs a tune-up. I'm just being honest, you guys. And it's not that I don't love you. I mean, I've been challenged with my my blood family, too, with some things. And um, as I make this transition in my job, I think um, some people are concerned about the financial part. I said, I'm going to be fine. I'm actually, I know I am. But... I know I trust in God, he's going to provide, but I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, I just, I don't want the fear and worry. I cut it off. It's just like with a building. It's like no fear, no worry. We cut it off and he's going to provide for the building. And I'm old school. I'll admit it. I just like to write a check and be done with it. I'm just going to say, give me a checkbook with all of the funds. I'll write a check. Nope. This is how he's stretching me, you guys. So just be encouraged. Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm so used to, you know, I do have a job where I can, you know, give. And my, maybe my income will stay when I transition as far as the amount. Maybe it'll get more. I mean, I, who knows? God provides. I can get some inheritance that I didn't have long lost cousin. God can say, hey, we're giving Shakina all this money. I'm like, yes, we receive it. Um, I just know Stephanie knows a lot of people. And she connects. I know, right, Donna? Yeah. Um, but um, it's, so just know that love, uh, the vehicle, when something's a vehicle, that's something driving. You're driving. I think of the love bug. Okay, the love bug. <laughs> Did you ever see that old movie, The Love Bug? Okay, I'm old, so love bug. <laughs> With, I can't remember the name, sorry. Dean, Dean Jones, I think, was in it. Okay, gosh, this was a long time ago, so I'm dating myself, but... That, but that, that slug, we call it slug bugs. The bug, the VW, they could talk. Yeah, the, yeah, what's that? I think maybe it was Dean, Dean Jones, James, I, gosh, I can't remember Donna, but, but I just think of the love, I don't know why the love bug's coming up for me, but, um, you know, I think for me, the, this has been an area that I'm continuing to ask his grace and ask for forgiveness particularly with my family, is that I've gone through counseling this past year and really dug into some things. And seeing Craig, too, and I'm actually going to be seeing Craig in, an, in another week, um, Craig Miller, it's just, I think the pressure about things in my life, my healing, my parents, my job, responsibilities, the needs of both my spiritual family and my blood family, sometimes I carry things that I shouldn't, and that's on me. So um, sometimes... On Saturdays and then the week, you know, not Sundays if we have church, but Saturdays, I just don't go anywhere, and I'm okay with that. It's quiet, and I th I don't need to be doing something, and I'm okay with it. It um, I don't have to be busy. Um, so this is one of the things about love in First Corinthians thirteen four through eight a. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And God was speaking to me this morning. We can't pick and choose. All of those apply. We can't do the a la carte menu. Okay, I'm just saying like the, like the dollar menu. Okay. 
you, you can be patient here, but no, you're not going to, you, you know, I don't agree with that. I'm just not going to be, I'm going to be upset about such. And it's like, no, all of these apply. And he spoke to me about this morning about the a la carte menu. And I'm like, oh, geez, Lord, thank you for that correction. Um, we have to persevere. And we all are going through, I think, and it's not an accident, as we get ready to shift to our new building too, he's taking each of us through different transitions. And it's actually healthy. So just be encouraged. So I'm not going to do the a la carte menu. I am. These are, these are, this actually is one of the scriptures, well, actually all the scripture, but particularly these about patience, about kindness, um, and about, you know, definitely about love. And this, I, a couple pictures here. Love never fails. And the only, what was it? The, I love the, the, the greatest is agape love. And I wanted to say, you can do a whole teaching on agape love. Um, you can do a whole teaching on that. And that's for another day. But um, John 15, 12 to 14, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one other than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Again, we can't pick and choose one thing. If we are truly one of Jesus' children, we will lay down our life for others. And again, I think I want to put that in context. It's okay to have boundaries too, and it's healthy. You need to make sure you're taking care of yourself. And sometimes people need to get their own oil. I'm just going to be honest with that. Um, Stephanie and I in the past used to have that conversation about I need my own oil, and I get it, and she needs to have hers because, you know, she has a lot that she does with her family and her ministry. Um, so just just be encouraged that that, that agape love, and I want to, that's another verse here I want to bring up quick. Um, for this reason, the Father loves agape me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again in John 10, 17. Um, agape love is the greatest love that he has for each of us. Um, just, just be encouraged, because I, I didn't understand there's, there's different, and that's in Greek. Agape is a Greek word, but that is literally how he sees us. That is literally how he sees us. All right. I'm going to move along. My last core value is faith. At Shekinah, we are believers and not doubters. All things are possible through him. If we only believe, the promises in his word are yes and amen to us. Shekinah International possesses a strong faith in Jesus Christ of Nazareth as Savior, Lord, Healer, Provider, Baptizer in the Spirit, and Deliverer. Um, I love this because what we did today, and Matt, you're so right on about, you know, stripping all this stuff away, and let's just do basic worship. And I love doing that. And it's it takes all the trappings out, and it's just like, let's just communicate with him one-on-one. -on -one. You know, all the things that we've we've done, again, you know, the podcast reach. Without God, we couldn't reach the people we're reaching. You know, the building purchase the national and international trips. You know, God has blessed us and being able to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. And just like what the scripture says, and I just, I thank God for Stephanie because I know she's taken her hits, particularly the last three and a half years. And um, I know I've had my share, but I know hers has been in a different way and, um, and it's been intense. And just 
I'm just so thankful for her and her leadership and some of the things that we're, all the things that we're doing. And as sisters, sometimes we fight, not literally. I haven't been getting in a holy headlock, but I know if I, if I, if she did put me in one, I probably deserved it. So you can tell her that Laura said that. No, never, never, never been in a holy headlock, and I hope never to be with her because I don't know, I don't think I'll win. So I like to. <laughs> I don't think so, and I'm okay with that. I admit, I'll just, you know, hey, anyway. Um, but with God, all things are possible, as they say. No, seriously. Um, <laughs> Hebrews 11.1, 1. now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You know, many times we don't see results. Many times when we don't see results, we get discouraged. And I want to encourage you, do a word study on faith. I don't know, I think when, when I first was saved, I started studying words in the Bible and really what they meant. Um, there's the, the Hebrew term maybe for something, and then there's the Greek term. But I think you'll find it very fascinating to do a word study um, on what faith means. How are you walking faith out in your life? And I just, and I think it will encourage you because I think, um, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm really hard on myself. I don't, I think I'm probably not where I'm supposed to be. I think I need to be farther along on whatever, whatever journey that God has me on. And he has me right where I need to be. And I just need to, as Chris Ballatin would say, chillax. <laughs> I love that term, chillax. I need to chillax. Um, and I definitely am not Chris Ballatin, but there's some wisdom in that chillax thing. Um, but I, I just did the word study. When, when I was newly saved, I was in the word. And I'm in the word every day, but there was something that I was excited and I was in it daily. And I think this is where the Lord's been challenging me to get that passion back because I'll be honest, the passion has been drained. And I think the last three years have been draining. And I'm not speaking any, any of that over me, but it's, it's been challenging. And I'm just being transparent that I'm human, just like we all are. And I think at the end of the day, there's only so much that um, we can do. But with God, all things are possible. And when we start depending on ourselves with things and not God is when we can get off track. So just be encouraged about staying on track. So, all right. Here's a, I thought this, this word was really good. I really like this. When you pass through the waters, and again, this is the faith, and I'll think about this. I will be with you, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, and that's Isaiah 43, 2. And, you know, I was thinking about when the Israelites, they had faith, and Moses led them out. They trusted him. You know, they crossed over the Red Sea on dry land, and he parted the Red Sea for them, and as soon as they all got across, you know, of course, the Egyptians were on their tail. And when they got across, the waters closed on them and they were no more. Um, what if Moses wouldn't have trusted? What if the people wouldn't have trusted Moses? Think about that. And I think one of the things that God reminds me of is, you know, Moses spoke, uh, hit the rock and didn't speak to it the way he should have. He struck it. That's what I meant. So Moses struck the rock because he was angry at the Israelites. And I have to say, I've probably done that. And I've had to repent um, of being frustrated and upset. And Moses didn't make it to the promised land. 
because he didn't, I, in my heart, I believe it was because of his, he did not speak into situations. He didn't have the faith. He got angry because they were grumbling and complaining, okay? They were complaining. You know, think about it. They had manna every day. Their shoes never wore out. Their clothes never wore out. And, and as Joyce Meyer would say, they did, they had, there was a 10-day journey that took 40 years. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a good reminder that, you know, words matter and how we speak. And that's one of the things I'm going to talk about in another message about communication. That's, our, um, that's another core value. But, you know, faith. But the Israelites, they had faith and trust in Moses. And Jesus is always with us, whether we sense him or not. And I think sometimes we just get caught up into, you know, at least I, I have, and maybe I'm the only one that does it, um, kind of the poor me, things are not going good, that victim mentality, and life could be so short, and blah, 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 and it's like, you know, you know, I, I could have checked out, but that wasn't what God wanted, and that, that really wasn't what I wanted. I just was tired, and um, God reminded me of the importance of how building our faith, faith comes from hearing the word, and I love this picture about the headphones, you know, okay, who here remembers Walkman, the Walkman? Hey, I had a Walkman as a kid. I had my cassette tapes. I had the Walkman, my little headphones. I had the headphones. And, you know, building our faith takes time. And in order to build, we must listen. We must hear the word about Jesus Christ, and it comes alive. So we have to let the, we have to be able in a position to listen to what he says. You know, faith comes from hearing the word of God. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. That's Romans ten seventeen. So to be able to hear the word, we need to be in a position to hear it. Where are you at with hearing the word? Are you hearing it? Are you living it out? Is it alive and well in your life? Um, so that's kind of... Activation. I know it's 5.30. You guys, thank you for your patience. I know um, there's more to talk about with faith, exaltation of Jesus Christ with kingdom focus and love. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what he wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming. Keep praying and simply obey because God is good and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.